Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I am your host, Amber, and today I am here with co-host Austin to kick off our new month and our new theme. This month, we are talking all about empathy, a wonderful heart leader attribute that focuses on being able to place ourselves in what another individual is navigating or really the circumstances so that when we do hold compassion, that compassion comes from a place of real knowing and real connection. And we would like to dive into this topic to kind of connect on that deeper level. So Austin, when we talk about empathy, and I really do want to put it in a place of compassion and empathy, Mm. because sometimes we can find ourselves, and I think in a conversation that I had with Pauline Nguyen, which was amazingly enlightening. And if anyone who's watching this podcast hasn't watched that podcast, would strongly, strongly encourage that they do so. Um, But we talked about the topic of compassion and empathy and how they really kind of go hand in hand, but it has to be a staged approach, right? And if we haven't taken the time to understand compassion, which was a topic, a heart leader attribute we had talked about previously Mm -hmm. in our flow, that starting with empathy can actually be something that can drain you. Mm. It can cause you to lose yourself in other people's issues, if you will, or what they're navigating. And suddenly you're carrying the burden for someone else instead of being able to really identify okay, this is the journey you're navigating. I can connect with you. I can understand from a place of, I witness that and I can feel it with you. I can put myself in your shoes and really feel it with you for a moment so that then my compassion my ability to identify what you're navigating, my my ability to desire to help you is amplified. And then my actions come from that, which is compassion, mm-hmm. can be so much more enhanced because of the empathy that I feel. And so it's like this staged and this combined and this interweaved approach. Then we have all of these amazing tools in our arsenal as heart leaders that just make it stronger and stronger and it becomes this dance. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that a little bit after we had had this conversation with Pauline. Mm -hmm. So what's your view and how did you feel after? Yeah, it's a a great question. I feel like this is such an important topic because, well, a couple of things. Empathy is incredible because it's almost like our resource to remind ourselves of our humanity. Because when we are having empathy for someone else or something else, like an animal or even plants or, you know, the people around us, uh, you know, it's, it's just a way for us to, to connect ourselves with someone else because it's very difficult in this world when we feel like there's this illusion of separation. And so it kind of, to me, it reminds me and kind of all of us, it can be a great tool to remind us that, again, it is an illusion, that we are interconnected. And so it's kind of like our access point to unlock what it means to be fully connected. And so I feel like it's just, it's one that we tend to sometimes gloss over or we'll kind of steer away from because when we do dive into connecting with someone, we have that. I think almost an innate, uh, because we are love, this innate desire to want to take on someone's whatever they're going through. Yeah. And like that's the way we have to connect. And I think that's something that we can really dive into today 
and understand that there are multiple ways to approach that. We don't, we can connect without having to take on. And so that's, uh, first and foremost, that's to me is the most important part of it is, is it is our tool to feel that connectedness in that oneness and that unity that we, we aren't separate, that we are, we are all one and that we can unite with those around us. So I love, I mean, empathy is amazing. I, yes. This episode of the Heart Leader Podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level or a candidate looking for better opportunities, Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com. And one of the things that was highlighted in our discussion with Pauline so powerfully and so beautifully is to not drop your energy for those who discuss, you know, energy and vibration and frequency, you know, to not drop your power or your frequency to feel what someone else is feeling in empathy and to stay there. Right. So if you see like with us, if you see that I am hurting over something, a loss, or I'm grieving terribly, of course, you're going to feel empathy for me because you know what it's like Mm -hmm. to feel loss and to grieve. So you can connect with me and feel the empathy. But if you were to stay in that feeling with me, then you're kind of dropping your feelings because maybe you're not feeling sad or grieving. It's my journey. It's my loss. It's what I'm navigating and what is meant for me on my journey at this stage in my life, Mm -hmm. not you in your journey for that stage in your life. So you can connect with me. You're going to feel it because you love me. Mm And my pain hurts you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Right. It means that you connected, you feel it, you know how much it's hurting me. And from that space of knowing, then you can return to your energy and your space on your journey, hold compassion for me and say, what can I do to help you? Right. Maybe it's just hold space for you while you process your grief. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's I make dinner every night this week so that you don't have to think about that. Mm-hmm. So it informs you through mm-hmm. that empathy, but you don't have to give up your joy mm-hmm. in order to be sad with me. Right. Right. So, so important. It's that that. I really took away from what Pauline was saying, like, do not feel like you have to sacrifice your energy, return to that space of compassion, return to that space of holding your own inner light. Because if we both went down the rabbit hole of grief, who's going to help pull us out of it? Right. Right. Then we're just both sitting there until one of us decides that we're done. I feel like what you're saying is such an important differentiation because I definitely feel like specifically in the spiritual community, you hear people say, I'm an empath yeah. and it becomes an identity rather than what you're describing, which is a tool. So a tool for connection, a tool to, uh, to bridge, you know, through love. And that's a beautiful thing when it becomes an identity. However, it can be very crippling and we definitely see individuals, uh, who say I'm an empath and they just are really struggling because they're very sensitive. You know, they're feeling 
what everyone's feeling and you know what a what a loving desire that they're coming from to be like oh i just want to help you and i just want to help you and i just want to help you but that kind of goes back to that age old what we talk about where it's that pitcher that's constantly giving and eventually it's just it's too empty to give anymore and so what I feel like you're doing is you're providing that opportunity by positioning empathy in this approach as a tool rather than rather than an identity that this picture is is that overflowing picture so that you know compassion mixed in with empathy tying together allows it to allows that picture to always be full and then the overflowing water can still you know fill the other cups around it without taking away from the full picture and so I think that's that uh, such a great opportunity for people to recognize, okay, if they're feeling stuck and they're feeling overwhelmed and they're getting all this energy, especially when there's so much turmoil going on around the world, it's natural that someone who identifies as an empath might just feel overwhelmed. And so this understanding and this perspective may allow them to kind of get out of feeling stuck in that and allow them to regain their power from within and fill themselves back up, knowing that, that it doesn't have to be an either or that they can still be connected and help and desire to full, feel that love and feel that love for everyone, but also remain in that love for themselves too. Exactly. Anytime we take on a tool, as you said, as our identity, then we become that saying that when all you have is a hammer, everything turns into a nail, mm -hmm. right? And we're going around and we're taking on the world from that single view of, okay, then this is all I am. Mm -hmm. And we are all everything, mm. right? Yes. We are a culmination of every one of our thoughts, our feelings, our experiences. We are a diamond mm -hmm. to say the least. And so much more than even that. And so singularly identifying with any of these tools limits our toolbox. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about being a heart leader, part of the reason we have the toolbox is because these are all like tools that we have access to based on the fact that we are energy that consistently pulses and moves and realigns and rediscovers and expands our awareness and our consciousness and elevates our frequency and sometimes reduces that. And so we're always ebbing and flowing and moving and just like a stream, right? So it's important that we don't tether ourselves to a single identity, like you said, and we're willing to move around. Agreed. I just, I love that view of it. And so when we can take that tool of empathy and understand that I don't have to step into a room of people and take on all of that energy and transmute it by taking it into myself. Instead, I can identify it through empathy, then hold my own space mm -hmm. while they choose to transmute it if they desire. Because in all honesty, they may have that energy for a purpose on their path. And if I walk in there so centered in my belief that it is my job, do, 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 my job, mm -hmm. to transmute this for them, then how ego aligned am I to think it is mine to do that for them? Love that you brought that up. Because ultimately, they may desire that experience. They may be holding on to that so that they can gain insight on a soul level. Mm -hmm. And it is not for me to make that choice for them. It is for me to understand where they are, if they even desire me to do that. Right. Can't trump free will, right? Exactly. Yeah. And if they don't, then honor that too. Right. 
such a great point. I mean, without us knowing, yeah, they could really be utilizing that energy and that could be a key aspect. And if we take that away from them, then what if we're actually hurting them when we feel like we're helping them? And, you know, again, could be coming from a beautiful, loving desire to want to help someone feel better is a great, great thing. But when it takes away from someone what they're meant to gain from it, that's not great. And when it boosts someone's ego to where it pulls them out of their heart and too much into their head, into their ego, that's not great either. So the result is falls very far away from, from where it was the, the intention from the beginning. And so that's where the mindfulness and the heartfulness needs to come in to be aware of that. And so, you know, if someone is, is listening and is very empathic in their approach, you know, maybe that's just the way to, to say it. It's not, I am an empath because, you know, it's like, Hey, I, I feel, I, I have a lot of empathy for those around me. I feel very emp empathetic or I have, uh, I have an empathetic approach to connecting with people. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. There's a lot of people out here who don't care at all about a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, we need more empathy. It's not a lack in any way, shape or form, but sometimes, you know, in order to stay aligned and, and not let it become our identity or not let it fuel our ego, that's where following what you're saying, I feel is so beautiful where we can, you know, again, honor where we individually are. And hey, we can always ask, maybe someone desires help. We don't know. And so if, if you feel called or there's, there's, there is an intention to, to connect with that individual and see what they're going through, as you always say, seek first to understand. And then if they ask like, Hey, can, you know, I, I appreciate you seeing where I'm at and seeing me and feeling where I'm at, you know, can you help? Great. If that's what they're seeking, then that maybe you may be the exact individual to help them on their journey. But I love what you're saying when we, we part of part of being unconditionally loving is honoring people where they are, even if it hurts to see them there because they need to have the journey that they need to have. And we just don't know. We can't know. And so sometimes the best thing when we're connecting with people is to let them be. Yeah. That is, it's almost like restraint in terms of, uh, we watch a lot of cooking shows and oh, yeah. sometimes we just want to <laughs> put all the stuff on the plate because we wanted to show everything that we can because, you know, as a chef and you see them, they're like, oh, they have so many cool techniques and they want to show the judges like, hey, look what I can do. And that's awesome because they want to make the most beautiful plate. They want to make the most flavors and they want to impress the judges. And, you know, it could, you know, it's coming from a beautiful place, but when it's overdone, it can just be too overwhelming for, for someone else. And so it's that opportunity when a chef shows restraint it's almost appreciated more because it's like, okay, I'm just getting a little piece and it makes it, it you know, as the, as the one eating the food, they want to, they desire more later. And so I feel like that could be a really good opportunity. Sometimes the most loving thing we can do when we feel empathetic towards someone else is to, to hold space or, you know, approach it from some restraint and, and allow it to unfold. Yes. Because again, even with empathy, and I speak from my personal experience in this space, we may feel where someone is from an energetic and emotional, and we may be able to connect with that from our own personal experience, but there are layers to that individual still that are unique to that individual. And we cannot fully know what that person or being might be an animal or otherwise, what they are actually fully experiencing in that moment. Mm. So if we come fully at them with what we feel they need, we might even just be a hair off. Maybe it's only a hair, but if it doesn't fully align, it could be like that cat in the corner type experience where the cat really does need love and food 
and all of the things that we know from an empathetic type scenario. But that cat has so much fear that if we don't approach it in just that right way, it's going to take off running and you'll never see it again. And it will not allow anyone or anything else to ever approach it again. And so, yes, as you said, we came at it from the most heart-centered, heartful, heart-loving place. We desired to help. And everything we were receiving was 100% accurate. It needed all of those things. But if we had just given space enough, sat the food down, sat far enough away and let the cat come with its own terms and by its own terms to us making the same offering instead of us going to it, then we would have had a very different result. And that's really what we're saying is we can be 100% correct in all of our observations, but it is about free will Mm -hmm. and it is about making the offering, putting the breadcrumbs out and saying, I am here when you choose. Not when I choose, but when you choose, if you ever do. And maybe I'm not what you need, but the food is. So here's the food. And it's not about me. It's about you. And it's about what you need. And so I will completely leave, Mm -hmm. remove myself And when you find the person that you do need that will offer you the pets and the things that you need, little kitty, then great. But at least I know you have the food when you need it. And I've done my part. And I leave with love. And so empathy will allow you to have that connection to read the knowing. Compassion will allow you to leave the food and make the choice. Do you sit or do you leave? Because again, it's not about you. It is about the animal or the person getting what they need. I love that. That's so well said. And I feel like it's so easy to desire to project onto someone else. And I feel like what you're saying is, is, is it's learning how to hold and restrain from that because you know that again that does that stems from ego i was like oh this is what based on what i'm feeling or what we're feeling like that this person is going through they could need this but i love what you're saying is like that may not be what they need in fact what they may need would be what you're saying is just just to know that someone's even there and can recognize and just hold space and be willing to to kind of let go Maybe that's the energy they, they need. Yeah. And so we have to allow for that. I, I just, I love everything you're saying. That's uh, that's a beautiful perspective. To me, that is what we talk about, which is a heart leader, someone who can uh, combine heart and logic and make an impact, right? Yeah. And so what you're bringing forward is that we can pull data from empathy, from these feelings, and then we can use compassion as a way to uh, direct the action. And so that's, to me, that's that beautiful combination. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, personally, I've crossed that line often in my life. We We all have. It's (laughs) not going to be the easiest line to know when you're crossing. But one thing I personally have learned in my life is help is only helpful when the person desires the help. Yeah. Right? And it's something we talk about a lot too, because again, as somebody who is empathetic Mm -hmm. or even someone who desires to be compassionate, you know, you get moved, you see the need, and then you're moved to do something to alleviate the need. But again, it goes back to maybe the need is present in someone's life so that they can claw their way from a soul level and a human level through it themselves. It's like learning to swim, Mm. right? A lot of times um, when I did some lifeguard training, 
they made you tread water like crazy to get the muscle strength yeah. to do something to go or to be able to go out and rescue someone else. Because if you can't tread water for a long period of time, how are you going to help someone else in need? Mm. And it's the same thing, right? If you can't on a soul level and on a human level, get yourself out of some really tight situations, how are you going to help someone else get out of really tight situations? Right. Right? And so if you're always throwing someone a life vest every time they get into a challenging situation, then they're not going to know how to get themselves out of it. So maybe they don't desire the help. Maybe it's not helpful. If you're always rescuing them, maybe they're like, okay, I love you for that. I see that you love me and that's why you're desiring to help me. But this time I really desire to tread the water myself and get out. Right. That story that they go through. I mean, that could be so influential and impactful on someone else. Yes. And so if we take that away from them and the others that it could impact, you know, then we're not allowing for that to even occur. Yes. And so as an empath or as someone, even if you're not an empath, but you're just an empathetic individual right. or a mom or a dad or a family member, and you keep seeing someone that you love go down the same path over and over... I'm experiencing this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see someone who keeps doing the same thing repetitively. It's maybe a signal that like, this is something that they desire to experience so that they can get the strength for something else in their life. Right. So well said. And so now it's an opportunity for you to have empathy and unconditional compassion for self. Mm. Turn that inward. Love it. Make it something that's focused on you instead of something that's focused on them. Mm. Because the challenge of observing someone that you love and navigate something so challenging, it's going to hurt. And it's going to, It's going to be very, very challenging. And if you can't hold empathy and compassion for yourself in the same way that you hold it for other people, then that's a growth opportunity for you. Yes. So it's just a wonderful tool on so many levels. Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Everyone else always gets choked up on this show. It's not my turn. <laughs> okay, empathy, empathy. <laughs> compassion, compassion. <laughs> I have a lot of empathy. For you. <laughs> uh, that's um, it's, it's such a good point because you know, at what point does empathy turn into enabling? And that's a good question. Yeah. We need to ask ourselves that when we are so into empathy. That it no longer becomes about empathy. It becomes about, you know, it turns into an outside to in versus the inside to out. And I feel like you're so spot on in really focusing on that and bringing that in. Just like we talk about when we ask for something like patience, we aren't just given like, like oh, here's a little bit of fairy dust, yeah. you know, on you. And I feel, oh, patience. Like, oh, it's, not, Susan, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it's not how it works. No, we're given an opportunity to be patient. And so when we, ex- when we, ex- explore and dive into empathy again it's that connection it's a two-way street it's not a one-way street going from the outside to in so we need to recognize if we are willing to pull in from someone else into ourselves then we need to understand can we even handle that or is our energy at a space that can be a trans like can it transmute that energy you know, how will that affect us, you know, the individual, right? And so I, I really love this idea of of going within, honoring 
the energy that, that we feel and just say, okay, if I'm willing to be that empathetic for someone else, then I need to be empathetic for me and to build that up. And so sometimes maybe, maybe that's a great, I hadn't even thought about that. Maybe the opportunity of being empathetic isn't in regards to someone else. Maybe the true lesson for us to learn isn't to help someone else, but actually to assist ourselves yeah. and to be there for ourselves. Um, great. And I have known many who are highly able to be empathetic toward others, but when asked how connected they are with their own feelings, their own experiences, it's much more challenging to be connected to that within and then to express that outwardly. And so it does take us back to that. We must stabilize within. We must be willing to be clearly aligned. And I do feel very much like this is what Pauline was getting to, right? Mm -hmm. Because her point was, and I did meet this individual at the conference we were at, there was this beautiful soul. Oh my gosh, she was she's radiant, mm. but she was so willing to take on all of the issues and the energies from those around her that it was actually making her sick, mm. like physically, because it was taking her energy. So anytime you give your energy, you sacrifice your physical. Mm -hmm. And it was really just making her sick because she cared so much for everyone around her. But when she really started to align with how she was feeling, mm -hmm. when she got connected, even through the course of a single weekend, started aligning within and getting in touch with her own feelings, and having empathy for self, it was like, whew, there was a switch mm. that went on. And it was beautiful to just watch. And it wasn't anything that anyone at the conference did. It was what she chose to do. It was her within herself, practicing compassion and empathy for self. And if we all just did that, if we all took the time to go, wait a second, what am I feeling? What does, what's going on with me? And how are my thoughts impacting my feelings? Mm. And what's going on in my life right, right now? And where do I need to show myself compassion? Then it could, we could all have a weekend experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it could make a very big difference. What do we need to forgive ourselves for right now? Mm. Very big questions. Great question. So. It's amazing. How do you practice empathy? Uh, talking about it on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I discuss it. <laughs> um, no, checking in is really good. You know, what am I feeling? What what am I flowing through? Um, I've had a lot of a lot of struggles and difficulty with my body in terms of the pain and the injuries. And it's been, um, it's been difficult to align. And so through the process, it was, it almost felt like a fight rather than an integration. And so I feel that a practice I've been focusing on more recently, and it's been one I've had to chip away at because it's, it is tough to implement it really is. I mean, so easy to be in many ways easy to be really empathetic and compassionate to someone else but when it's ourselves we just we can be our harshest critic we can be uh you know 
something we would say to ourselves, we would never say to someone else. 100%. And, and then I'm just like, whoa, like why, why am I so willing to say that or feel that? And so when it came to uh, the pain in my body, it was just uh, at some point I was just, just getting mad at my body. And, you know, and, and here it is, this incredible vessel that's allowed me to experience things that I couldn't. There aren't words for the gratitude that I have, for the experiences that I have, that I could not have been able to have any of them without this form. And so I feel like in many ways, gratitude has been an incredible practice that coincides well with bringing more empathy for self in that way and learning ways to heal and listen. Okay. Well, if I really wanted to be empathetic towards someone else, well, then I need to listen. I need to listen to what they're saying so I can actually receive what's being said. So I can understand that at the fullest extent. I haven't been listening to my body. Maybe little bits here and there. Oh, I need this. Okay. Okay. Cool. I need more water. Great. Great. Do that. But I haven't really, really been listening. And so I'm currently in that right now. I'm doing a fast and listening because it was like, just my body was just telling me like, hey, this is just something is off and I can't pinpoint it. So I just need to, to listen and allow the body to heal itself. And so for me, I always feel great after a fast. And so just little things like that, that can compound over time and understanding what it is that, you know, my body needs, what it is that, you know, what, what thoughts am I having that are fueling how my body feels? What emotions am I having that are directing the thoughts that are impacting the body? And then, you know, even spiritually, where am I connected to my highest self? If I'm, if I'm disconnected from my highest self, no wonder I'm disconnected from my body or vice versa. Like if I'm not connected, let's say I feel so connected to my highest self or, you know, divine God, whatever, you know, in all things, everyone and everything. Let's say I feel so connected to that, but I feel disconnected from my body. Then am I really fully connected? No. So I've been having to call myself out on things like that <laughs> recently <laughs> and uh, having empathy for myself through the process and leading with compassion, knowing that it's okay. I don't have to be perfect with it. It's you know, every step of, of awareness and understanding is a step deeper into it. And if that's the goal is to broaden and expand my awareness, then I have to be willing to take a step back in order to be able to jump forward. And that's, that's important. Sometimes we need to take a couple steps back, you know, in order to really take that leap forward. So. Yeah. And to me, that brings up, another conversation and something I feel is it's very important to call forward. And that's this concept of backward, going backward. Mm -hmm. um, because oftentimes we see going backward as a negative. Mm -hmm. And that leads to feeling like we failed, which then brings up these feelings and um, can lower our self-esteem, which then causes somebody to, yeah, creates this whole cycle, not directly related to empathy, but just a cycle that can be pointed out. And I was having a conversation with someone who was saying, you know, the fear of going backward, that's, that's something that we need to talk about. And it, to me, going backward isn't a negative. Going backward it's just, it's a direction. It's, there is really no forward or backward. Mm -hmm. Like when we go into space, there's no up, there's no down, there's no forward, there's no backward. We just happen to be on a linear progression scale that we've set into motion here in our awareness and our three-dimensional space, right? Mm -hmm. But in order to go forward, sometimes if you think of a slingshot, 
if you want to go forward really fast, sometimes you have to go backward in order to slingshot yourself forward. And so we have to let go of these concepts in our minds that going backward is a negative thing. Sometimes going backward is exactly what you need to like propel you massively forward very quickly. So the moment that we can suspend these things that we have so ingrained in ourselves, like to be an empath, we have to take on everyone's stuff. In order to go forward, we can never go backward. It's like, no, we have to, part of being, and why we call this a heart leader and blending heart and these things with mind is because the heart understands there is no forward and backward Mm -hmm. and there is no separation because anytime you're hurting, I am hurting, but that doesn't mean that I have to sacrifice myself in order for your journey. We can still, I can feel your pain and still hold my own space. So there's a point at which we understand it all coexists simultaneously. Mm letting go of this feeling that it is one or the other and understanding that it is and it all is and Mm -hmm. it is all happening with one another simultaneously all in the same soupy little mix it's (laughs) like we have this amazing alphabet soup going on where all of it is the same thing and the moment we can let go of the perception that it isn't the same thing then we can start to settle into the fact that forward and backward exist simultaneously. And so I can go backward to really leap frog forward. I can connect with your pain and still hold my space so that when you're ready, you can join where I am if you choose. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I still love you exactly where you are. Yeah. All of these things simultaneously. I love that. I'd like to expand upon that because I feel like you're really this and, right? Um, why is it that when we feel empathy, it's it tends to focus on someone's pain or suffering? Why can't we have empathy and feel someone's joy and someone's bliss, someone's happiness, someone's purpose, someone's drive, someone's dedication to exponential growth in love in all aspects of who they are why can't that be empathy it can be awesome 100 percent. and i would respond by saying i perceive though i cannot speak 100 percent to it that it's the negative brain bias potential that is so ingrained in us that we need to again focus on flipping right right yeah, because I do, I, when we are, if, if we shift empathy into feeling the joy in someone else, into feeling that love, that, that bliss, well, if we feel that within ourselves, then aren't we both lifting each other up? Yes. And then it's not coming from ego. It's not coming from, I'm here to save you or to help you or any of that. It's two holes coming together or multiple coming together to lift each other up and just raise the raise the frequency by their being yes i love 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 that i love love me too I, i prior to this conversation i don't know if i had really It was just when you were talking about that, it was just like, man, you know, a lot of empathy is so much around suffering and pain Mm -hmm. and and not to discount any of that because a lot of people are struggling with that. I, you know, so much love and and heart for that and empathy for that, you know, but at the same time, there are people who are very much in joy and bliss and happiness and to be able to have empathy for that, for them. What a great way to to connect with someone in that way and lift yourself up too. 
to give you that that empowerment of of love of bliss of joy and again it doesn't have to be an identity but it can be a regular it can be a fuel it can be a fuel yeah. it can be a high octane yes <laughs> it can be a, a, a continually chosen state of being Yes. Without having to be our identity. It can be how we approach life. Yes. Because again, we have choice. That's the beauty of free will. Yes. Right? In any moment, you can choose something different. Yeah. And if that lovely lady from the retreat that I was at showed us nothing it was that you can make a choice in a moment and say i get it i get the difference and your whole body as you were talking about like showing empathy towards self showing empathy in your body listening to your body showing your body like i am choosing you my amazing form mm -hmm. and i am choosing to show you the love and you the care and you the compassion that it can turn things around very quickly yeah like we're not talking miracle status but we're talking noticeable difference mm -hmm. and if we're all willing to make those types of heart and mind shifts we all have that within us. Mm -hmm. We all have that within us. Just from the use of tools that are freely available to all of us. Mm -hmm. It's not outside. They're, they're in. They're internal tools. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. What is... Um... Isn't namaste something like I see you as I see myself or something like that? The light in me yeah. recognizes and honors the light in you. So that in and of itself is a very empathetic statement. And so if we can approach it, whether someone is, whether we ourselves are in a struggle or in a joy, or someone else is in a struggle or a joy, that it's still recognizing, right? Yeah. It's still honoring. It is that connection, that unity, that at least I feel seeing the divine in ourselves and those around us. I love that. Mm -hmm. Anything further you would like to share around the topic of empathy? Um. I feel like that was pretty good. I mean, that was a good. I had some good. I had some personal revelations through the conversation, so that's always nice. And um, yeah, uh, I really look forward to. Uh, we're gonna have some incredible stories uh, this month uh, with people who have experienced a lot. Um, whether it's some, whether it's personal activism to uh, change the world, to um, you know medicine you know assisting others through uh, their incredible medical knowledge uh, through adventure and doing things that no one has done before yeah. well, these are these are going to be some very exciting conversations and so it'll be fun to see how these individuals along with anyone else who uh, would like to participate in terms of the comments and reaching out just like they have been every month um, you know, sharing how empathy is integrated in their lives you know how do they use empathy to make the impact that they do uh, both individually and collectively yeah i love reading what people have been writing and sending to us yeah. it's the community engagement and involvement has been Amazing. spectacular yeah. so thank you all just yes. want to tell you that you have some amazing stories that you've been sending our way, heartwarming, touching, and we are just honored to receive and meet you all. 
So please continue to send them our way. Yes. We love you and we are grateful for each and every one of you. So just continue to comment or send these stories to us at info at .org. We are always here to receive. And yes, Austin and I do read each and every one of them. So please don't hesitate to send them our way. And for the ones that you send us to get to our guests, we also do make sure that they get in the hands of our guests mm -hmm. if they didn't list ways to get a hold of them directly. So just want to take that moment to say thank you. And don't forget, every month we have a wonderful tool available through the Heart Leader Toolbox. And this month is no different. So take a moment, take that little click second and head on over to that free resource at the Heart Leader Toolbox. And I think at this point, we only have like one spot left on our roster for the year. So if you know an amazing Heart Leader in your community that you would like to see as a guest on the Heart Leader podcast, you can also nominate them. Just go to suivera.org, pop on over to the podcast tab, and there's a way to submit them right there. The entire month will be focused on this wonderful topic of empathy. So stay tuned and you'll get to see all of these wonderful guests. Until next time, I'm Amber. And this is Austin, and we look forward to seeing you in the Heart Leader community and the Suivera community. You've been listening to the Heart Leader Podcast with your host, Amber, where heart and mind align. Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at suivera.org.